0: Welcome to episode number fifty-nine of about the po- about the cards podcast. Live tonight on YouTube, as always, with my hosts at Junk Wax Twin Stephen Loeffler, at our trading cards Ben Wilson. I'm at Big Ship Seventy Nine Tim Shepler. We are a podcast by Collectors for Collectors, Hope to bring you smart and insightful podcasts discussing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday, eight PM Pacific, ten Central. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at About the Cards. We're available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, YouTube, anywhere. Uh, you can find a podcast, you'll find us. Check out our website, aboutthecards.wordpress.com. Uh, we just dumped a whole bunch of checklists this week, today. Um, guys, we've not been together for two weeks on, online. I've missed you. As you can tell, we have a new setup here, a little Brady Bunch style. Uh, we're using StreamYard because Google Hangouts has died, but I like it, I think it looks sharp. Uh, there's a lot of new features that we can see and have, and so hopefully uh, you will enjoy it. And uh, fellas, how have we been?
1: Pretty good, what about yeah. you guys? Good, I like this new layout. What's that up in the corner above my head? I believe it's above my head on the screen, right? Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, we're backwards, so it's weird to move. Uh, it's uh,
0: We can we can put a little logo or whatever up there. So we have Replin on, we have the CEO with us. G Chang, he's hanging out with us a little bit this after this morning. Yes. What's up, G? Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey. How's it it's going? Today.
2: Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So before we get in into to chat with G about about Replin and collecting, um, Ryan Cracknell put out some news. 2020 Top Series One Baseball out of 25 Golden Tickets. Good for what looks like a transcendent-esque event with multiple guests. What do you guys think? That's crazy, right? Series one? That, that
3: that that seems, uh, yeah, cr- crazy, like you said, if we can get in.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> i probably not going to be allowed uh, to any top parties going forward. And we will talk about that uh, later in the show. Uh, big faux pas by me and someone else who might not be mentioned. Uh, but the, uh will. Yeah. So what's up, Nick? We hung out with Nick. The f- oh, man, Nick Wasik is awesome. We spent uh, – a good bout of time with him. We're going to talk about that later, but let's get to our special guest. So that we have the CEO of Replin G Chang on G is one of the, the co-founders of it's lista right
2: which lista, is an yeah, online, yeah. It's a marketplace
0: online marketplace right? used um, for used goods. And also one of the creators of the new Replin app. He's currently focused on helping sellers with sports card, hobby community, attract buyers and get paid easily uh, and safely along without escaping the high fees. Like we've talked about before building their own brand and, and sell faster on multiple channels to make more money. He currently lives in the Bay Area here in California, which is awesome. But he grew up in Boston. He's a diehard Celtics, Red Sox, and Patriots fan. So he's not experienced a lot of winning lately. Uh, <laughs> so we have you know, we gotta feel bad there. His current PCs, I like this list Jason Tatum, uh, Robert Williams III, third, Raphael Devers, and Ben Attendee. So that's that's a nice little trio. So you will collect there's no football guys you're going after right now?
2: No, not too much. Um, mostly into baseball and basketball just because th- those are the sports I played. Uh, obviously follow along with the, <laughs> the Patriots uh, every season. But, yeah, th- those, are, those are the guys. Uh, not, not too much winning recently on the Red Sox front, but trying to hang in there.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, well good luck to you there. Uh, <laughs> so when, when did you get into the hobby?
2: Um, so, I mean, I first got into it back in like 87, 88, 89, you know, as a kid, just collecting tops, baseball cards. Um, I think all the way through like the mid nineties, you know, I was just super into collecting cards, but, you know, to be honest, I didn't get back into it until again, I think earlier this year, Uh, beginning of this year is when I, I realized, you know, we sell a lot of stuff on Listia and a lot of it's cards. And we've always known that, you know, the cards that we all have in our attics from that era aren't worth too much, um, but it kind of opened my eyes recently when I found out, hey, you know, there's there's some really cool stuff going on um, with the new cards, and that's, you know, that's really what got, got me back into it. Um, I think literally as me and my brother went to pick up like this huge box of cards uh, from someone. Um, you know, from the eighties and nineties and we brought it home and that kind of kick-started everything. Yeah. Nice. Nice.
0: Uh, so what made you really want to focus on it, on people assisting like trading cards and having Replin be that source for them?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So Replin, I mean, you said it well, it's basically we're, we're helping people sell. Um, we're helping sellers like avoid eBay essentially. Um, and we noticed that people love selling on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, and to do that, well, you just, you kind of need to build your reputation. You basically building your own personal brand is kind of how, how we've been talking about it, but it's your rep, right? It's like you're trustworthy, you'll ship on time, you you, you have good cards. Um, and then it just kind of coincided with us getting back into the card hobby and noticing that people really need to be able to sell these things outside of eBay if they want want to avoid those fees and, and make more. So it, it always kind of made sense to me to combine like what you're into with what you're trying to do um kind of in your work life or uh, in your business and uh we found a good fit there so for the last few months we've just been you know laser focused on just the hobby and you know replin can be used for lots of things but um people are gravitating towards it and yeah we we love we love being a part of it too so
0: outstanding yeah i've uh, i've been putting stuff out there so where do you see the the uh, the app and the service going in the next 5 years
2: yeah so our kind of mission is just to help people escape from these high fees from big marketplaces right so right now the reason why ebay and others can charge you 10% on you know all your sales is because they own all of your data they they have your whole transaction history they have your reputation If you want to use your reputation, you got to keep selling on eBay. Um, So what we're trying to make is just kind of this open platform where uh, it doesn't matter where you sell, it could be on Craigslist, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, You just kind of own your own profile. You build it up how you want, and then you can just leverage that to sell. Um, And that's sort of why we partnered up with PayPal as well. We figure you know, almost everyone out there uses PayPal already anyway. Um, So, you know, we're not trying to build like a new payment system or anything. We're really just trying to give you a a selling profile uh, that you can use anywhere. So, you know, if, if, if we see success, it'll look like, you know, sellers moving off of eBay and other platforms and just kind of taking control of their own um, brand and, you know, personality and just being able to sell anywhere they want without fees
0: outstanding. And so, so why is it selling reputation online so important? And being able to combine all those different channels all into one?
2: Yeah, I think because so right now, um, we don't see like eBay, like marketplaces out there that don't have fees. And that's why everyone gravitates towards social networks, right? So you hop on Twitter, you hop on Instagram, suddenly, you can join a community of like 1000s uh, of collectors who are all into the same thing. Um, so once you're in that world, there's no such thing as like a selling profile. There's no such thing as like feedback for your transactions. Uh, so what we're trying to do is just build a, like this really light layer on top of all that. So you kind of have your own new selling profile that you can use everywhere. Um, it just so happens that, you know, Twitter, Instagram, are just really, you know, they're for social activity, but they work really well for this kind of thing too.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, And so how do you use Replin to build on top of that reputation?
2: Yeah, so essentially you just, you go to replin.com or you grab the app um, and you just create a profile, right? You give it a name, you can upload your avatar, Uh, you make it yours. And uh, if you do have prior like eBay feedback, you can connect that and import it all. So if you have like hundred feedback from the last year, you can just, you know, take control of that, put it onto your profile. Um, Now, when you go out, you know, you're listing cards for sale. Uh, you have a brand new like silver PSA 10 Tatum, right? You put it on Twitter. You can link to your Replin profile and people can see uh, how reputable you are and instantly feel comfortable transacting with you. And that's the, that's the main idea. Um, and the loop closes after you ship out the item, the buyer gets it. Now they, they have the chance to leave you feedback, right? They can give you five stars, say, you know, awesome transaction. And that cycle just keeps going,
1: nice. um,
2: yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's definitely
0: very cool. Um, we always ask when we ever have a have a guest on the show, um, if you could only own one card you currently own, which would yeah. it be? Which one would it be, and why? So I'm only gonna let you have one card.
2: <laughs> it's uh, so I was fortunate enough to get a. Uh, I have a Giannis uh, Prism, just a base rookie. Um, it's I would like I would like to own that because a uh, huge fan of Giannis, but also because my brother gave that to me. Um, yeah, it's a card that you know outside my PC. I think it's it's the card that I want to hold on to for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, that kid
2: is very talented. Uh- so,
3: if you had to trade all of your cards for one that you don't have, mm-hmm. what would you trade it for?
2: one that i don't have i think uh like the fleer jordan rookie is is something that you know i never i, I probably had a chance to have it in my childhood but I, I never had it so you know if i could get that card i think uh that's the card i would love to have outstanding
0: well uh well i appreciate g for hanging out with us a little bit tonight yeah, definitely. and uh and let us know about your service yeah we've been we've been talking about the last few weeks Uh, you know I've been selling so I I have my own profile on there I've been using so it's been really great and uh, we're going to keep following it and uh, hopefully we can have you on or even have James hop on with us he's been a really great contact and and helping us uh, through the process
2: awesome awesome yeah uh, James is a college buddy who started Listia and Replin together yeah yeah, fun times outstanding well we appreciate you coming on late tonight with us Uh, we know
0: you're probably very busy and uh, so we do we do thank you
2: yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah have a great bro. night. Totally. Stay Thanks, tuned in. Appreciate, appreciate the time. It. Sure, bro.
1: Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, and just remember, like you know, like I said, though, over the past few weeks, we've talked about this new service, rep one and it really helps sellers build their professional or their personal brand online without the fees and allow you to, to sell on a bunch of different channels all at one time, which is super cool. So, and like like G said, a lot of people are using it for sports cards and collectibles. You just need to you know, log in with your PayPal credentials. You can set up your profile. Um, you can go through and pay, you know, get paid through goods and services on there. And, uh, you, bu- you build that reputation through, uh, different avenues. So it's really good. So you can, you can use Twitter, you know, Oh God, I mean, I, the three of us live on Twitter. You can use Facebook, you know, it's Craigslist. So. You, yeah. You use an eBay. You have all these, these, uh, avenues to do so. And it's really great. So,
1: well, and, um, and during that last question. Uh, while we were talking about what card you'd like to own, I actually downloaded the app signed up. It was that easy. It took me all of 90 seconds to link my, uh, you know, download the app and then link my PayPal to it. So, uh, super easy. I'm excited to get started and kind of take a look and see it. You know, I don't do a lot of selling, but it's nice to have, uh, just to share that online reputation with.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's super cool. So guys, we had a really heavy show tonight. We're going to get through it tonight, but, uh, so bear with us. I think Uncle Rich is going to probably have to chime out early, but uh, we it was good to, to meet up and, and shake hands in person. But the week that was last week's release so we're going to have like two weeks of this uh, to recap here. Top's living going back two weeks. Week 72, card 214, Tony Gwynn, Mr. Padre, the Hall of Famer outfielder for the Padres, sold uh, just shy of 3800 hundred. Uh, two Card 215, Oscar Mercado, rookie outfielder of the Indians, sold just a little over 2800 Sterling Marte, card 216, outfield of the Pirates, sold twenty six fifty nine. Week 73, we had uh, – this is uh, the national week, so you'll see the Chicago theme here. Uh, card 217, Ernie Banks, Hall of, Field, Hall of Fame shortstop of the Cubs, 5,400. Card 218, Harold Baines, uh, weakest Hall of Famer of all time, D8, Chicago White Sox, 2,600. And card 219, Dakota Hudson, rookie pitch of the Cardinals, Outsold Baines 200 two hundred or twenty eight hundred cards. Uh, so, guys, I was I was sad that Tony Gwynn didn't hit four thousand. Let's be honest.
1: No, it, it was surprising just because it's such a beautiful card. He he had such a, a warm and welcoming, beautiful smile. Uh, the, the, his his deep belly cackle. You know, I mean, you you couldn't not like Tony Gwynn, and and I was absolutely stunned that he didn't hit. Honestly, five. I know Ernie Banks got a huge bump because of uh, the National being in Chicago and everything, but I, I would have thought Tony Gwynn would have come a lot closer to Banks' number.
0: Yeah, no, and I like that Harold Baines is the lowest-selling Hall of Famer by quite a bit. Vigio uh, had that distinction before, but uh, now it's uh, Mr. Baines. And But the card looks cool. Hey, Timothy. Yes, sir.
3: Why don't you share the screen so they can see it?
0: Oh, there we go. Sorry, we got uh, there. We go the Tony. Glenn. The only thing I wish they would have done differently with the Tony Gwynn card is use the brown and orange.
3: Yeah, the '80s it looked.
0: Well, yeah,
1: that would have been uh, that would have been better. Yeah, there, there were a few people knocking that that imagery selection because of the the sunglasses. You know, if if you would have got to see the logo, but a lot of that. So, some uh, people
0: didn't like the Tony Gwynn, as you can see in the comments here.
1: Well, well, Ken's up past his bedtime, so...
0: But he did hang out late with us last time we were live, remember? I that's because be he, really, he was live, and he had to, because... I like this. I could show comments on the screen. So for those of you guys listening to podcasts with our new layout here, I can actually put the YouTube comments on the screen now. This could get dangerous. Um, so yeah, check out Atop's living staff for full breakdown of where these cards fall, respectively, in the set, by team, and by position. Um... Also, uh, two weeks ago, 2019 Panini Certified Football, 2019 Panini Immaculate Collection Baseball, and 1819 Panini Encased Basketball. Hot off the presses, new releases, two weeks worth. Two weeks worth. Two weeks. Uh, Tops Living This Week, Doubles for Fire Week, 74. Card 220, Dansby Swanson, shortstop of the Atlanta Braves. Card 221, John Means, rookie pitcher of the Baltimore Orioles. Who? And two-card 222, Joey Gallo, D.H. outfielder, uh, Texas Rangers.
3: So is it likely that Ken's going to be the only one who buys the five John Means cards? No, I'll
0: buy one because I, I need it because it's a rookie card. So I'll buy who the hell John Means is for $5. But uh,
1: Basically, we could take the total amount that he sells next week and we, we can subtract five because that's probably how many Ken's going to buy and that'll tell us how many people are trying to put this set together. Yeah. Ken's going to be at least by five. So, yeah, we, we need that exact number. That way we can figure out how many people are still pursuing a set. Hey,
0: Steph, can you go yeah. back real quick to Tony Gwynn? Major fam video says, Did you notice Tony Gwynn has the ale red?
1: We're doing this live.
0: I didn't notice that. Uh,
1: no, but that is interesting because now that I think about it, you know. Is it an error? Y'all know what? Yeah, he he does. Oh, interesting, interesting. I wonder if they're, if they're
0: going to be that way.
1: Yeah, if they're going to be yeah. printed that way. Otherwise, we need to let uh, our friend Paul Lesko know.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Some major fan videos. Thank you for that. Breaking awesome. news.
1: Nice let's catch. The, yeah, let's put that on Twitter. Let everybody know. That's interesting. Yeah, no, that's that. That's a good catch, and we didn't catch that. And, and for anybody that that isn't aware of the of the living at this point. You know, you have the American League with the red and the National League with the black along the bottom. So, you know, that's what nineteen fifty three tops had done. Yeah. No, I mean this week's I mean Dansby Swanson, you know, is it's fairly exciting, you know, but but not exciting enough. I, I don't think any of these guys hit three thousand unless uh Kim hits the lottery this week.
0: Well I know that uh
1: in yeah. fact, we 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 expect to see Ken in his garage with as many boxes from Tops as Pat Nishak had. <laughs> right. So,
0: so so Dub, I I know I I uh, I like Dansby, I'm a fan of Dansby, and uh, I'm not to take back. It's not a good week, dude. Like he got stuck in a bad week. Let's just be honest. He he should be the third player in a week with a really good rookie and a Hall of Famer. Um, he's not an All Star yet, and I think uh he could be, but. Dub, uh, don't be mad at me, buddy. If he keeps playing against the Twins, he will be. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Top's Chrome came out last Wednesday. Hobby Box is going to run you about uh, 112, 24 packs a box, four cards a pack. You're going to get two autographs. Uh, Jumbo is going to run you about 225, 12 packs a box, 13 cards a pack. You're going to get five autos and 12 refractors. It's a 204-card base set, the last four being Alonzo, Guerrero, Jimenez, and Tatis. The main base set has the general same as general as flagship rookies and veterans primarily make up the checklist and rookie autographs are bulk of the signatures they're all on card auto. Now the thing we noticed uh, that is uh, is the last four cards they you know they were they were at the end and they because this is normally a 200 card set. So those last four cards and we've also heard they've been miscut. They are smaller than the standard size. So, so they've been trimmed. Yeah, they've been pre-trimmed. So, Steph, when we were at the Q&A, they talked. They, this question was brought up. And uh, do you remember what they said?
3: I know that we have recorded. Um, yeah. And I, I know that there's some variances that happen every now and then. And it's a quality con- uh, quality control issue that they try to keep track of. But, uh, unfortunately, things slip out. They know it's way too late. And this is what you get.
0: Yes, easily. Huh? They, so were gonna, they were going to touch base with the 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 great grading companies and let them know. And they were going to kind of see it was a it was like the second day the product had been out, and um, they didn't know how widespread the issue was. Kind of like the damage of the inserts on Series uh, uh, Series Two this
1: year. So, so if I'm understanding forward. correctly, they're they're smaller than the traditional two and a half by three and a half. Once they're submitted to PWCC, they'll be about the size of an Allen and Ginter mini. Yes gotcha okay gotcha yeah okay 75 tops not gotcha okay i just wanted to know for my personal you know know, i mean hey and just feedback Uh, from people
0: i've heard breaking this that the the hobby has been really really tough right as far as return on your purchase
1: with the autographs so Um, if you were
3: to stack them on top of each other they'd probably fall
1: over so I don't put a lot of weight into a lot of stuff that we see on Facebook or I see on Facebook because right. you know, a lot of it is pretty comical. There are some some really, really good collectors on there. And there are some really good groups like Tobacco Row, uh, which uh, Ken Kinsley uh, introduced me to. But um, I, I've seen a lot of feedback on tops Chrome saying that retail is the way to go. Your, your hit ratio, uh, you're pulling autos at a much better clip and, and higher, you know, more. More color and whatnot, so take that for what it's worth. Don't run over to Target and blame me if you get skunked. But uh, if you're looking to, if you have the same amount of money to buy hobby versus retail, from what I've heard and seen, a lot of people are saying that they're spending their money with re, you know retail versus hobby. So yeah.
0: So, but I also heard the jumbo were kind of the return on the jumbo value was pretty good. So I saw some opened. We also had 2019 Maj- Panini Majestic football released last week. Three hundred fifty dollars a box. Two packs per box. Four cards per pack. You're gonna get four autos, two mem cards, and one base and one parallels. 180 card base set. It's a very high end release or a higher end release. All base cards are numbered out of 75. And the Majestic rookie signatures is also part of the main checklist, and those are numbered out of 199.
3: Psst. The thing, yeah. So it looks like there's a base. Here's some of the Relic Autos. Um,
0: pretty, those were pretty sharp.
3: Sorry, I thought that kind of looked like the Dolphins logo there. <laughs> Maybe uh, next year. Yeah. So, uh, and there's just a base signature, no Relics. Uh, base signature, no Relic, different design. Mystic Marks, kind of cool uh, line design in the background there. Dual Auto here. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you're looking to spend some money on football.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I got to give Panini credit at, at the aboutthecards.wordpress.com website. We've been we're trying to keep up on reviews as they come out, uh, at least within a week or two. And I've been doing a lot of the football ones. And although I don't collect football, d- during the review process, Panini's been really on it with their football products this year. A lot of them have looked really, really sharp, whether we're talking about the base or – uh, the inserts a lot of dual auto sets, triple auto sets. You know, a lot of good stuff coming out of Panini right now. If you're collecting football,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we also speaking of that, um,
0: 2019 Panini Immaculate Collegiate Football released last week. 350 box, one pack per box, six cards per pack, five autos and or MIM, and one base or parallel. So 35 card base set. Uh, the earliest super premium of the 2019 draft class. The rookie patch autographs return as one of the cornerstones of the product, and look for the championship logos, bowl logos, and team logo shields, uh, as well as conference logos. So for those um, guys that love love the college stuff you can have a college team that they go after, if they were uh, say like a uh, an West Alabama Virginia. fan or a Tennessee fan or an LSU fan, the good te- fan, the good teams down in the the SEC, right? Um, good product, you know, Ohio State. Um, so old even old Miss Just not of, just not West Virginia. West Virginia is in the in the Big 12, and I know, don't know. it's all about Oklahoma and stuff. So yeah. Again, uh, some some high-end, very high-end product with those rookies. 1819 uh, Panini Contenders Optic Basketball dropped as well, 125 a box last week. Uh, 125 a box, one pack per box, six cards per pack. You're getting auto, two inserts, two parallels. It's 130 card base set. Uh, it puts the chromium spin on the regular Contenders release. Uh, it's, it's very similar to Contenders Optic Football. There's a um, there are tougher contender Tribute autographs. They use Contenders designs from 98, 03, and 07. Uh, the players on these match up with the rookies from those seasons. They also included 1981 Donruss as well. So I thought that was cool. So like right here, you got Dirk in the old school Mavericks uniform. Uh, from his draft year in that rookie ticket. So that's an awesome, awesome-looking card.
1: Well, and they're all green and the blue. I mean, I I, I hate the Mavericks as a Spurs fan, but that's a really good-looking card. Right. I, I like that old-school green uh, with that that 80s, early 90s logo. It's pretty sharp. Maybe it's just the green that I like.
0: <laughs> no, I, I thought it was cool, and then I like how they're going back and kind of retouching those old glasses. Right. Uh, Okay, so we're going to get to this week, guys. Uh, Today uh, launched Tops Tribute, $280 a box, six packs per box, three cards per pack. You're going to get three autos, a dual relic, a stamped relic, approval relic, and uh, a one-of-one triple relic. It's a 90-card base set. The rookies are one in every three boxes. Uh, Includes autograph for men in every pack. Uh, It's a good mix of veterans and retired stars. Uh, Tribute autographs are the centerpiece. Uh, or the central place for the signatures in the product none of the mem cards in two thousand and eighteen tops tribute are basic single swatches so there's a nice variety the stamp of approval Alex are standard swatches in how they look however, they have the added layer of the uh, MLb authentic authentic little oh, good word.
1: something like that
0: uh authentic is authentication <laughs> they have a the little sticker on them so you can look them up and see what uh what's game uh and it was used so And then this
3: is one that's just amazing.
1: Yeah, I I think Stefan's having a lot of fun with this new platform for those people that are able to watch on YouTube. The fact that his screen is being shared 100% of the time. I mean, I'm scrolling
3: through pictures and stuff. Are those buybacks or are those reprint?
1: I think they'd they'd be reprint. I wouldn't.
3: Bought back five. No, they bought back five full sets of the first release.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. well That's awesome. So those are originals.
3: Wow. Are they? Are they doing the whole checklist on that? Because this so there's what I think forty eight. No, uh, yeah, forty eight yeah, cards I I believe, and uh, five copies of each. Wow, because they
1: had four in that set. They had uh, yeah, three reds and a blue, I think, or vice versa. I can't remember
0: mm-hmm. off the top of my
2: head.
1: But. Uh,
0: also, last qu- last set coming out this week came out today. Two thousand eighteen Panini Donorous Football. Seventy-two dollars a box. Eighteen packs per box. Ten cards per pack. Um, you're gonna get one auto, one mem, forty-two inserts, twelve parallels, and eighteen rookies slat and indoor, indoor rated rookies. It's a three hundred and fifty card base set. Fifty rated rookies total. And the downtown cards have come to Donorus and feature some retired stars. So, here's the Dan Marino. Um, these are those the one from the have been really popular in basketball. Now yeah. they're bringing them to football, and they have a nice artistic design, take you back kind of to the to the nineties inserts and Kirby's but, titties. What's up?
3: And Kirby's titties.
0: Yes. So, uh, you know, a good entry level product to get you warmed up as fantasy drafts are taking off and preseason is uh, underway. So very exciting. Uh, what's brewing next week's release is just two two thousand nineteen Bowman Sterling baseball. And 2019 Panini, unparalleled football, but it's full of parallels. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, so we earlier in the show, if you didn't didn't hang out with us, we uh, spoke with G, the uh, CEO of Replin, and Did talked we. about the service. And um, you know, so go back and check it out. He uh, gives a lot of good feedback on it. But Replin basically some sell- hellers- sellers sell their, build their personal brand uh, without the fees. So it's really cool. You bring your, you can use Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those different channels and, and sell uh, and build your Rep- Replin score. Uh, check out their app and it's in iTunes um, or in the iOS app and then um, Android as well. So take a look at it. It's pretty cool. I've been doing it. Uh, you can always check mine out. It's uh, replin.com slash Sports. Let me know what you think. And uh, if you start to use it, let us know as well. So,
1: Yeah, I'm sure they would appreciate all the user feedback. You know, anytime that they can make any improvements to the app, should there be any necessary. Super easy to download. Um, you know, if you are using it, like Tim said, you know, let us know what you think of it. And that way we can pass along the information to G and uh, James. Sure. So infield chatter, our hobby talk section. So Shane, not Justin Bieber.
0: Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the 2019 Stadium Club card on the back, I think we talked about this in our DMs like a week ago, uh, where it said Justin and not Shane. And uh, they were selling this week for over $25 on eBay. And then Topps came out and doubled down on it, and they released a Topps Now card that uh, Shane Bieber autographed with the inscription, not Justin, which is also his his player weekend uh name on the back of his jersey
1: so let me get this 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 right let me see if i follow they misprint his name shane they put justin on the back of the card and then they double down and correct their error on the tops now to make more money off of it yeah why not hmm that's definitely something we talked hey, about this before we've
0: made 59 58 mistakes in a row after that first show and we keep coming and plugging away we'll
2: yeah that's doubling right yeah.
0: doubling down but but we're not making any money off of it. They're printing money. No, that's not what. you, oh, you don't think we're making any money? <laughs> yeah.
2: It's.
0: <a> toy. Um, <laughs> Dan and Doug <laughs> and I talked about our podcasting riches and yeah. Steph and I busted uh, eight packs of uh, uh, fifty-two tops. Pulled three mantles. Yeah, three yeah. micro mantle.
1: Let's put, mantle. Th- let's put it this way: we can't even afford to buy ourselves a, a tops living card should we want to. Of John means that way he gets up to eight. Kins five plus one piece for us.
0: Yeah, you know, I just thought it was funny people were playing twenty five dollars for a second year, Shane Bieber card
1: base card when you could have bought the whole set for thirty.
0: So I saw this headline: Texas man has seven million cards, and I was like, dude, that's Steph because at our at our Airbnb, (laughs) Steph rolls up, and his he has his collection in the back back of his car. Now, they're not, I mean, they have a nice vehicle, but it's not a U-Haul van.
3: No, it's a it, hatchback.
0: It's a hatchback that has Steph's entire collection in the back of it. And then made me carry it all the way inside.
1: Why would you bring your whole collection anywhere?
3: Because there's, well, I didn't bring all of it. I didn't bring the binders and I had to bring a few other 3,000 boxes.
0: Steph, be honest. What was it? It was five or six three-row boxes,
3: uh, closer to like eight or nine. Yeah. Okay. And then sh- why are you, if you're
1: not selling it,
3: I don't get well, it. Cause we're going to have a trade night. Um, hmm. so I brought, cause I have all of my stuff broken down so that there's a relic box. There's an auto box. There's an auto relic box. There's a rookie and insert box. It was fun though. And then, uh, one of our buddies, SRU, Chris brought like 10 or 12 5,000 count monster boxes and nothing happened.
0: Yeah. Womp womp. Yeah, just a lot of pizza. Um, so no, it's Lowell Christensen of Round Rock, Texas. His wife had one rule: no baseball cards in the house. So this dude's got seven million cards out in his garage. He sorts all the cards he gets by make by by the manufacturer of the year series, and he keeps a record of his full sets. All the cards and company prints in a series. So he's bond binders and boxes in his garage. Um, and about 2,000 full sets, most of them duplicates. Unlike a lot of collectors, though, he doesn't care about the value of what he's collecting. In fact, the vast majority of the cards aren't worth anything at all. Well, don't get, I don't want to, there's a quote, I don't want to get into that game, he said. That's a whole different mindset. It's been uh, his hobby, his hobby's been an escape through the decades. Uh, I thought it was pretty crazy. I just want to know how many cards do you think you guys have?
3: Hmm. Well, I pared down, and Ken's gonna come over someday soonish and pare down some more. But I would say, at current, maybe fifty, sixty
2: thousand. How many have get- I had it at my
1: highest? Probably one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, there, there's probably about. 25,000 ace cards I would need to be able to have the complete run um, complete of just ba- run. Ba- base and inserts from 1909 through current. So I'm probably at about 1,300 of those with another six or 7,000 parallels, all that stuff. So I'd say my ace collection is probably in the low 20s. And then as far as all my sets, I'm probably about 50 to 60. I, I, I had recently about 200,000 or so out in the garage that I, I've purged and just liquidated just to get rid of. Uh, so I'm down to just basically sets and and all my A stuff. So yeah, I'd say about fifty or sixty thousand and I with all due respect to people like Bo, who, who's collecting a million cubs, it's like to collect a million cards you have to understand how many that is. You know, how many it's twenty stacks. Individual monster box stats, stacked ten high. That's an incredible amount of real estate. And that's to get to a million. Not 7 million. Yeah, I have. I, I just, just real quick math, of
0: just counting the monster boxes behind me, uh, plus my sets over here, my sets over here, I would say I'm probably quarter of a million to 300,000.
1: You couldn't fit 7 million cards comfortably in that room that you're in. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. You couldn't. Because huh. you'd, st- you'd stack them too high, and then all of a sudden, now you compromise the integrity of the the cardboard boxes that they're in, the monster boxes.
3: That's only 14,000, 1,400 monster boxes. That's it.
1: That's it. I mean, think about that. I mean, I and mean, you can't have any in the house. Where does he keep them? Yeah. Your garage isn't that big unless you've got like a 17 car garage. Where's well, Texas? And Land's like a dollar a square foot. So, I, I mean, mean, I mean, in all, also, in all seriously, seriousness, he'd have to have a two car garage, if not a three car garage, to, to be able to comfortably move around there. And not stack them high to the point where you know now you're having issues. Yep, I just thought it was a crazy article. Um that has to be the Guinness World Record if he hasn't had it
2: cataloged.
0: What was his name? Taco Pete or <laughs> Foulball Paul. Oh, ball Paul.
1: I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Um nah, he 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 said, yeah, he says he has the, the world record And maybe at one time he did, which was two million. But there are so many people that we know that I know personally, at least a half dozen people that would eclipse 2 million. So
0: So I don't know if this is Parkway socks or PKWY socks, uh, but they have 2019 Topps baseball cards exclusively uh, in marked pairs of their MLB licensed socks. So uh, the cards are virtually the same as the the base set for 2019 Topps. The only major difference is they have their little logo. So – you know, we had the the Michael Jordan underwear cards earlier this year, and now we have uh, PKY, PKWy socks that have uh, have baseball cards in them.
3: Well, and haven't done these in, like, at least the
0: last two years now. I just feel, yeah, I, I feel like all of a sudden, though, because we had the yellow and purple series one parallels. Uh, we have those clear. Uh, that brand clear that had, was giving out of games when you signed up for stuff. There's just a lot going on. So series two, there's no yellows. There's been a limited number of purples for Meyer pop up, but there's they've said we're not doing yellows at Walgreens for series two. Like, then why even bother with series one?
1: Uh, I stupid now. now if, if here here's the issue, and we we discussed this on on shows series around that ending, time. Like a series ending just on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I, I mean the problem with the yellows was they didn't come out until April, I believe it was. And you had series one came out in February or late January. Was it? And it's like, now you're, you're, you're releasing series one after opening day has broke, you know, around the time gypsy queen came out, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just like, you can't do that. Everybody that's literally everybody has what they want out of that product. You've moved past it two months ago. I think if they had dropped it at the same time, it might've had more success. But the bottom line is nobody even know. I mean, people are like, wait a minute. Walgreens has cards, you know, and how many of our friends went there looking for them and couldn't find them, you know, anywhere that they allegedly were supposed to have them in the seasonal stuff or up by the registers. It was just a really bad plan. So I, you know, if you, if you got your, your team sets and your favorite players out of series one, fantastic, but it's not a surprise. It didn't come back.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I looked weekly at Walgreens, and I even ran into the lady that was in charge of that section, the seasonal section, and she said that, that uh, three or four stores in the area didn't have them on their, their planogram to put out even. So, yeah. Something you can go get for free this week, uh, this Saturday, August 10th, is National Baseball Card Day. Um, there's a there's going to be – so, again, they do this every year. You go out to the base, your local shops – uh, there's a good number of participating shops, um, and beside and, and so there's free packs, and there's a couple of uh, other cards you can get for making qualifying purchases at the shops. So there's a base set, but they also have inserted uh, autographs randomly, which is pretty cool. Um, the Bryce, there's the Bryce Harper is uh, one of the cards when I think when you make a special purchase on August 10th, and a week later a Vlad Guerrero jr is added to the checklist so that's pretty neat another vlad Guerrero jr rookie and the idea is to get collectors to return to participating shops um, tops has also done a similar team focus set for stadium giveaways i know this because uh one of my followers on twitter a guy i follow as well went to the royals game and they were giving him out and he's sending me the royals set so uh, i'm super happy uh these happen in the days and weeks leading up to national baseball card day now they have all this on the site and also in this article as well. So there's a picture of the trout. These are always fun. Uh,
3: So, uh, on on the previous topic, I was kind of doing the math, and I think that my work office with no desks could hold 3,600 to 5,000 count boxes. So, if uh, Rich wants to take in more and have the largest collection in the U.S., we need to ditch their desks and computers and monitors and
1: Everything else. Yeah, real, real quick, you you had said that it was cool. Your your thought was it was cool that they're inserting autos in this year, and I have to respectfully disagree. <laughs> I, I think that th- this is such a hit driven hobby right now because of it being the sure. break, breaker era. You know, having the National Baseball Card Day, I don't think needs autos. We have too much of that. There's an oversaturation beyond oversaturated. Yeah, but it's, yeah, I, um,
0: it's not the only thing in there. But, it,
1: I, yeah, but Now you're encouraging people just to go there and hound them and, and oversell them on eBay or even LCS is to pocket them to sell, where I was sell them call. at a, a later date. It's like, you know, this would be for us to take our kids in there, get a pack, open it up. doesn't really matter who you get. It's just cool that you're getting something for the promotion. Hmm. You don't need to have an autograph in every damn product. I'm sorry. You don't.
3: Well, and that's what I was going to add was that uh... – you know especially from our local experience on this uh, particular event in, in uh, uh in particular um you know where, where shops are pocketing them or selling them ahead of time or donating them to this that or the other or you know ripping all of them themselves and seeing what they can get a base card set isn't a bad thing i uh, know i like the idea of them doing it, but in practice, I don't know how well that's going to go over. I mean, last year because the idea at least Tops says that you're supposed to be able to bring a pack or come, come to the store and get a pack. Now, some of the shops institute, well, you have to spend $10 to get one pack. Okay, fine, sure. But some of the shops, well, your wife isn't a collector, so she doesn't get one or your kids don't get one or well, maybe that's why they came in with that person. The whole idea is to spread the hobby, spread the shop, spread the everything
1: else. And and most people don't need an extra excuse to go to your LCS. Should you be in an area where you have one or, or more than one? So it's, it's not necessarily to incentivize you go. And maybe I'd go this weekend as opposed to not because they are giving away something, right. but I know T- Tim goes to teammates all the time because he lives up the street. I don't. I'm you know a good forty five minutes away, but you just don't need an autograph in there. It, it would be good for the kids to hear. Here's a free pack of cards. Here's two free packs of cards. You're not getting uh, anything of monetary value necessarily, but you're getting something that you can go home and put in you know penny sleeves or in a in a binder and enjoy one day a year. Come on. Yeah, you know. I get your so, point. And, and it looks like they're
3: adding two additional cards. So, <clears throat> depending on which day and qualifying purchase, you get a Bryce Harper card, or a week later coming back, you get a Vladimir Guerrero Junior card.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Chuck Banks, it's uh, on Twitter reached out and said, "So everyone else find these hangar boxes of Bowman Platinum with special 2019 Gallery National Baseball Card Day pack inside." He didn't see them uh, on any on eBay yet, but they're on the Walmart uh, website. So, and he uh, he was able to to show those. So,
1: here's what we're talking about.
3: I got it. I got it. Okay, well.
1: So we, we just real quick while he's pulling that up. We don't have a checklist of who's being included in the National Baseball Card Day.
0: Not yet. I, I don't see one. No, I didn't see one yet either. I was looking for it okay. today, so here's what those go.
3: The gallery, the gallery card cards looked
0: like. It was Altuve, Acuna, Otani, and Trout. So interesting. So if you're looking for some additional ones, uh, go pick up a uh, Bowen Platinum Hanger Box, and they'll have the little mark on it that tells you that those are in there. So I always get JK's handle wrong. Uh, Kaniac. What's up? Is it Kaniaak? Collector. collector. He put a he put a he's got really good questions he puts out. So we we stole this one. Hope it's okay. Hobby question if there's a team or player UPC if the team or player UPC didn't exist, who would you collect? Uh, mine would be Dustin uh, Bufflin. Bufflin. Some guy from the in the Winnipeg Jets. So by Fuglin? Bufflin. Bufflin. That doesn't even say Bufflin. There's a G in there.
3: The G it get, kind of gets like muted.
0: Yeah.
3: Or funding. the Winnipeg Jets.
0: Now I don't know if he means the current Jets or the old Jets, but current Jets. Would, yeah. Who? Uh, who would be yours, Ben, if the A's didn't exist?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a convoluted question because when I first read it, my, my I responded and said I wouldn't collect. But then, of course, I wouldn't know that the A's ever existed, right? So I would have collected somebody. So it's one of those things that if they didn't collect, I would have had another favorite team. Growing up, I love the Montreal Expos. I would have collected them. They would have been my favorite team. So then if they didn't exist and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I I honestly, I, I don't know. I mean... That's a really crappy answer. I know it is. Usually I'm full of answers, uh, and they're you usually multi-layered. Really an answers. I think it just uh, But, you know, if the Montreal Expos were still around, I'd probably would choose them. It would definitely be something baseball, and, and it might just be players. It wouldn't have been the Cincinnati Reds and Eric Davis? Mm-hmm. Possibly. I mean, Based growing up... that
0: being the first card you
1: open. Growing up, yeah, if the A's weren't there, because, I mean, I really didn't become an A's collector until 87, so... I might have latched on to Cincinnati, and hey, guess what? I would have I would have been able to root for them in 1990, although they they wouldn't have beat the A's. So now all of a sudden we're talking about space. We would be the one with
0: the Red Sox, right? Because that's who beat the, the A's beat to get in the World Series that year.
1: Doesn't know because what if your favorite team is the Red Sox and they didn't exist, and all of a sudden now sports doesn't exist? Well, let's man, down that this road is this is a deep black hole of a question. Real quick, check out Bean's comment, which is the best. I would you, you know, Ken, Ken.
0: Ken's on one tonight. I'm telling you this. Well, oh, I've been going at West Virginia. Steph, who would it be if the Twins didn't exist? If your Minnesota Wild didn't exist? If your Hey, Mikey hey,
3: hey, hey touchy subject. Don't 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 be talking about hockey not existing. Well, fuck Norm. So I, I've I've kind of had two experiences in that. You know, we had Mike Madano and uh, several other guys in the Minnesota North Stars team as well as the uh, Mighty Ducks movie cameos uh, existing, uh, and then not. So and it was kind of a dark period, and I was a kid as well, so kind of just stopped caring. Uh, I mean, watching Gretzky kind of took up my time, and, you know, maybe that's what I would end up doing for baseball, you know, caring more about Mike Trout instead of my twins, or, you know you see this more in basketball with like LeBron or Steph Curry or they're fans of the player, not a team. I think that's maybe about the route I would have gone.
0: That's a, You know, it'd be hard. I mean, but you think that you would have some kind of favorite team. Uh, but like if, if, if George Brett didn't exist, I'm just going to go that way. Like a player, it would have been Tony Glenn, Um for me. Cause just, I don't know if we're like, we talked about this uh when his top's uh, living got released, I just was a fan of his for some reason as a little kid in Kansas, and uh, so it uh, that he would have been Tony Gwynn. So it was a good question. I like that. See, I like uh, we were talking about this. I love getting, uh, you know, having having guys that collect put questions. out like this, and then we borrow them and put them on the show. That's I'm
3: it. kind of liking what Nick's throwing in chat there.
0: Fuck Norm. You would have, Here we go. I would have collected Mark and Mindy cards from 1978. That's
1: perfect. That's actually a really good set. Uh, I don't know if my dad still has one, but I know that uh, at one point we had one uh, in the family. And
0: Steph, didn't you have a pack of that?
1: Yeah, I was, I was
3: about to say, I think uh, Nick won a pack war between the two of you for yeah. a pack of Mark and Mindy.
0: From 1978. Yeah. Uh, so card table etiquette. Being at the nationalist last week and – all the different tables. Um, my one of my new buddies, Booby Main, Robbie. I he can't now. Every time I hear him read his tweets, his his voice, his, his Tennessee voice, is in my head. Um, so
3: n- not not to kill this topic too early, but uh, Cardboard Icons has one for us. Speaking of those flatties that you get early. Oh yeah, someone's selling them for two fifty each.
1: Wow. So booby main.
0: Yes, uh, card table etiquette. This was his tweet. Card table, card table etiquette with regards to someone invading your space when you're looking through boxes. What's acceptable? I've had people literally climb over my shoulder to grab cards out of a box I'm looking through. I couldn't do that to someone else. Drives me nuts. What are your thoughts, guys?
3: so i I try to i mean i'm I'm, I'm a bigger guy so i kind of get to reserve my own boxes but if someone wants to dig in i'll usually at least expect them to say hey what side have you already gone through or hey who are you looking for what are you looking for if i see it i'll pull it if it's a section that i haven't gone through and uh, uh that that that's a great you know a bare minimum you know hey what have you gone through what haven't you done can i help okay and then uh, if someone's going to go over my shoulder, I think this is my uh, response there. <laughs> Crack.
1: <laughs> so, you know, at, at local shows, it's much smaller. At a place like the National where everything is is so much bigger and you're so much to see. I can see people being more eager trying to get that deal or trying to look through something and move on quicker because there's so much to, to get to. Um, but Steph's right. You know, if all three of us are trying to get in the same box, and let's say it's a monster box, Freezing. there's no there's no reason, even though all three of us are on the bigger side, that we can't all share. What have you seen? Hey, you know, t- Tim, you and I have done that before. Here, here's a stack, and you're going it, through a stack got it, that got I got just it. need it, need it, yeah. got it, got it got Or, it. or now it's a little different in our case because we're friends. But a lot of times, if Tim and I are standing together at a local show, one of us will thumb through while the other one is kind of over their shoulder looking. We don't have to both have our hands on the cards.
0: Usually, I'm looking over his shoulder because he, if he looked over my shoulder, he'd have
1: to be on the ladder. Uh, anyway, everybody's so ripe tonight with, <laughs> with comments.
0: Saucy. No, Saucy. I, I agree. I no, I'm one of those guys. that's like, dude, like, but if I'm like, a, I'm in like a one row box or a two row box, like, let me get through this, and then it can be yours.
1: Right. Right. You
0: know. You know. But most, you know, the fun thing is, is. Uh, being a little bit taller than everybody else no one try usually messes
1: with me so it's all about communication you know don't don't be a jerk and just kind of creep in uh i don't care how long your plan on being in the show i don't care i was here first but at the same time there's plenty of etiquette it goes both ways i don't mind taking a step over so you can share the box uh as long as we both communicate on that
0: yeah no definitely so uh so joe orlando is a tool so he is the CEO or president or whatever of PSA grading, you know, uh, Collectors
3: Universe. Collectors. Yeah.
0: So uh, in a letter, this this came out. Um, this is a tweet from Sports Card Guy twenty three on Twitter, and this was last week. Um, but uh, in a letter to customers on Wednesday, Collectors Universe CEO uh, Joe Orlando doubled down on his company, expect, accepting no fault for grading trimmed uh trim cards and placing the blame on those who involve, who are involved in the trimming and this is a quote like most other industries arc our, ours contains a fraction of people who choose to do nothing more than complain about how third-party systems aren't perfect instead of offering feasible or logical ways to make it better orlando wrote uh, their expectation of human-based opinion service is simply unattainable the train has left the station long ago you can choose to get on board and take the ride which can occasionally get bumpy along the way or get left behind with delusions that somehow, somehow returning to the Wild West, in the 1980s, is better than what collectors have today. So trim cards and BS and no responses are better than what we have today.
3: But he didn't stop there, did he? he doubled <laughs> no,
0: no, no. He got it. He posted this thing, Taking My Hacks. Our buddy Mario uh, put this one up. So. Uh, there's four of them. I'm just gonna read through the things I get tired of in this hobby. Just like anything else, the hobby has its good and bad side. There are things, there are things. As a hobbyist, you wish you could change, and others that you that just make you scratch your head. For this month's column, I thought I would share some of those things and ponder some of the things that m- frighten and confuse me, as most things do, to unfrozen caveman lawyer. Maybe just maybe you feel the same way. I have a feeling I'm not alone. So here it goes: four things that need, four things that I get tired of in the hobby. No,
3: want want to alternate between each one.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
3: Know-it-alls. Let's face it. No matter how much we all think we know about collectibles, no one knows at all. That said, there are those who are self-proclaimed experts. (laughs) Whether it's knowing exactly how carts were cut at the factory decades ago or knowing that a particular celebrity never signed a certain way, which we covered previously with uh, Walking Dead, their knowledge is often based on nothing. The reality is, in most cases... Reasonable conclusions are based on research, logic, and patterns, but rarely are those conclusions based on absolutes. The irony here is that most know-it-alls actually know very little. Real experts are comfortable admitting that they may not know everything. It's time for an ego check.
0: Ben, you can have the next one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? Because it's aptly named the Angry Internet Troll. Uh Uh, Don't you just love these guys? These are the guys who do nothing but bash, bully, demean, and harass on various message boards and or Twitter. He didn't say that. I'll go ahead and throw that one in there. You know what they say. Everyone is 10 feet tall behind a computer. Their strongest assets appear to be the ability to express just how jealous they are of others and sometimes lying without a hint of regret. We should cue the cappy, the the, the sappy 80 sitcom music as, you know, sad parts coming. How they have time to post so much is beyond me. Apparently they have no life and are here to take that out on the rest of the world. Here's a suggestion. The hobby is supposed to be fun. So if the hobby is making you that miserable, do everyone else a favor and leave. Well, this guy is so full of himself, it's not even funny. So number three is on a different
0: tweet because Mario got excited and and cut it out. Uh, It's Compulsive Liar. Sports Card uh, News posted it. Uh, Compulsive Liar. Time and time again, these guys just insist on making things up. They come from come in the form of collectors and dealers. They claim that autographs are obtained in person when the signature is pre-printed, auto pen or medium was manufactured after the subject died. They claim that every card they submit was obtained from a a little old lady who lives on a farm in the South. All they can say is that little old lady must have one heck of a collection and so many people have been buying from her for the last 30 years. It goes back to principle, I strongly believe. And providence, providence can be a wonderful thing and sometimes valuable, co- valuable compliment to a collectible, but it's no substitute for merit.
3: And that's true. Uh, Mr. Reneg, there might be, there may I can speak. There might not be anything more frustrating to a collector, dealer, or auction house than a person who backs out of a deal after an agreement has been reached. My opinion, this behavior is tolerated way too much in any other business. You lose your credibility almost instantly by doing this, getting cut off. Uh, but here, since we are often dealing with items that are rare and desirable, we don't penalize the repeat offenders enough. The desire for the collectibles increase our tolerance for unacceptable treatment, which is sad but true. Thanks for letting me vent a little this month. The hobby can be a great place filled with many great people, good people. But that doesn't mean there aren't aspects of it that could improve or better yet, go away. Never get cheated. So don't
1: buy. Is this yeah. fool looking in the mirror while he was writing this? I and mean, it's like he's pointing in the mirror, talking to himself. You know. Oh boy, this guy and, and I don't know I exactly who said what and why, but PSA has been on a we're gonna block everybody. Oh yeah, and block like, Mike Summer. It's like yeah, Mike's one of the well. Uh, no, but he didn't even really do anything, and that's the thing. Is listen. Newsflash, social media is optional. Nobody says you have to have an account on any of the social media platforms, okay? If you're a company that decides, hey, we're going to have an official Twitter account, for instance, cool, have one. But you're going to be subjected, especially in a case like this where there's this big scandal going around. There's going to be a lot of things that are said and done that are not going to reflect kindly upon you stay off social media then. I mean, how many, like like Le'Veon Bell says a bunch of stupid stuff, right? Kevin Durant with burner accounts. Stop. Just leave it alone. If you're going to say what you say, say it. So the
0: best thing was, is the banner on the PSA handle, PSA card, at PSA card during the national was something about collecting and valuables. And it had a Joe Namath card in the header. That was the one that was trimmed and brought to light. And they were getting slammed for it and that's really sort of blocking a whole bunch of people and they took it down within a few minutes but it still uh, got posted it was hilarious I, I, I love
3: that you know for following and being followed by PSA but not yet block Twitter wants to suggest PWCC yeah.
1: uh, now, yeah. okay we, we don't know we don't know how all this is going to shake out we don't know who is involved and to what degree you know who knew what we know everybody's got, got their hands in it, you know, where PSA and BGS and SGC and everybody comes out uh, when, when, when the wash comes out of the dryer, we're not going to know. But right now when you do stupid stuff like this, you makes you look guilty full transparency right now. they, They look guilty as sin and blocking people. Okay. Their whole business model, they, they offer nothing proprietary. We have cards. We submit them to PSA for their expertise to authenticate or or to give it a a grade. And then they send it back to us and we pay them for that. And then you're going to go blocking potential customers. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Could you imagine Coca-Cola saying, you know what? You're going to go to a restaurant that only serves Pepsi products. Because you chose to go to that restaurant. You know what? As a matter of fact, you can't drink Coca-Cola ever again. Are you serious? Yeah. This is just stupidity at, at its height. And, and, and to put out a moronic statement, whoever his PR guy is needs to step in front of him and go, hey, wait a minute. We don't do this around here. You know, don't say anything. And if you have to say something, don't say that.
3: Right. Uh, It it, it almost seems like they need to listen to a panel from the main stage about content creation because they have poor social media skills. If that's their response to being called out once,
0: you don't block, you embrace. Embrace what people and and bring the haters, right? You know, I'm a, a, you know, I'm, by the way, I'm just letting you know, I'm an industry shill. So, with Steph, we'll get to that later. Uh, But real quick, I, we've beat this to a dead horse and people you know they're like like i said some people try to call us in a mat that we haven't talked about trimmers or exposed to stuff and do we've been one i believe one of the leaders in, in all of this but we there's more so mike scurby mike and mark Skirby um of triple s sports cards in shelby town michigan uh they're currently an authorized psa dealer they're one of the largest single dealers of 50s and 60s regular issued and specifically uh specialty oversized and jumbo cards and sell lots of cards via their ebay store uh, which is triple sss inc but even more cards via heritage auctions high mile high card company and memory lane if you've ever purchased a high grade 50s or 60s psa card from one of the noted auction houses ever there's a fair chance you bought it from these guys so this is all from a blowout forum post by judging how many high grade copies of certain cards can be linked back to them there are some cards that would, would, would would likely not exist in a high grade if it was not for their efforts. Their scheme is, e- is seemingly easy to categorize, but almost impossible to fully explain. The oversized cards, as I will show below, and this is in the post. i bring up Steph as the post here. Um, the, uh, the oversized cards, as I will show uh, below, are subject to normal trimming. However, the 2.5 by 3.5 cards appear to be subject to some combination of flattening filling, shaving in order to drastically sharpen the corners on the card and take any given PSA 6, 7, or 8 and turn it into a 9, yielding immense profits. However, the exact method is unclear. I've separated the cards below into two categories. The first is four trimmed oversized cards, and the second is a slew of standard-sized cards with altered corners and or edges. And these pictures are in there's highlights, it shows where they were sold, where they were purchased, where the differences lie between the two cards, the spacing. And you can tell that they were trimmed or cleaned up. It's It was remarkable. And it's a shame because these cards, we all know that these cards weren't well taken care of. They were well loved back in really? the 50s and 60s. And they didn't have the knowledge or they didn't have the protection that we currently have in the hobby today. So we understand that and we accept that. So these cards, like if you, any card now, by the way, that's pre 70 that
1: I see that has a nine,
0: I'm saying it's full. I'm that's full of shit.
1: Well, you know, t- to that point, you know, my dad and I were talking about this earlier. Cause I'm starting to, to re revisit a book that I had started writing last year about my experiences in the hobby and whatnot. And You know, a point that he and I were making was basically what you just said, Tim, that, you know, this was a confectionery company, Tops and Fleer and all of these companies back in the late 40s, early 50s. And it wasn't until the late 60s, early 70s that the industry as a whole really started to develop into the collectible aspect that we know and love today. So many of these cards were stuck in bicycle spokes and written on. And, and jammed into pockets and rubber bands and so on and so forth, that you're right, the majority of these would have been damaged to some degree if they predate 1970 and even beyond, really, until you started to get into the 80s. Um, so, yeah, if you start seeing nines coming out of there, you know, in the 50s and 60s, proceed with extreme caution to the point where you know that something somewhere along the way has been touched up.
3: Well, and it was kind of the joke of the show, you know. Oh, I dropped a card, and hey, it's a PSA nine now.
1: Or, you know, well, hey, let me get a, let me get a pair of scissors. Uh, I'll, I'll give them back to you real quick. Got to go to the PSA luncheon. It's amazing too to to reference some of the stuff that you see on Facebook. People all day long don't you dare touch that card with that. I'm getting it to be a nine. <laughs> I, don't, I, I want Do that it. card to be a four. So if if you're not watching live, Tim was illustrating. Uh, scissors to an 87 mcguire rookie card second year uh, uh rookie card um but there, there's a lot of people on facebook all the time should i get this graded should i get this graded either they either the reach of the scandal hasn't yet hit all avenues and aspects of the hobby and, and only a certain percentage of people know or people just don't
0: care no, ben, the first thing's right not anybody knows not everybody knows and, and even people on Twitter, so you know the fancy baseball league we're in. Right. You, you help me with with our team. We're pretty terrible, but it's okay. We're in a rebuild. Um, I'm in a DM group with all of those guys, and these guys are high. A, a hand, a good handful of them are, are big giant prospecting pr- prospecting guys. I mean, they're early on the guys like th- like the seconds, like like somebody's even hit a home run. They're already on the guy, right? I mean, they they know their minor leagues and they know the prospects, and that's what they do. They had no idea, a majority of them, no idea that this was happening. And they loved their graded cards. And so I filled them in about the show. I filled them in where they could find the information and blown away. When we were at the National, people did not know about this. So many collectors are out in the dark about this because it's not been, it's only been really on, you know, if you're not on the blowout forums, you're not on Twitter uh, and probably on Facebook groups, you're not seeing it. So if you're not a social media person in collecting and you're just collecting to collect, you're in the dark and you have no idea what you're buying could be altered, trimmed, faked, whatever. So
1: now and it's important that all of the podcasts and that that includes not just about the cards, but all of our, our, our friends and sister podcasts and everything. You know that we get that word out you know that all of our listeners and all of our friends get the word out because it's extremely important that everybody knows you're still welcome to do with your money what you will if you if you still have a level of trust in the grading okay we can't stop you from spending your money but it's one of those things that once you're educated you make a better decision for yourself if you want to do it you want to go down to your local card shop and and toss some on their table and have them submit for you you want to you know ship to BGS and PSA. And we're not saying that everything is corrupt. There's just proceed with caution. We don't know it. Nobody knows at this point what this scandal is and who all is involved. So just spend your money wisely. You can always get that card graded six months from now, a year from now when all of this comes out and certain companies are, are being held to different levels of transparency moving forward. And there's a chance that one or two of them might fall off the face altogether because of this and, and shut down. Bigger companies in stronger industries have fallen as a result of any number of things that are probably Look less the
0: financial bad. crisis.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you, anyway. you, you see it all the time, and, and businesses fall by the wayside for any number of things. This is a pretty big thing within this industry. Just wait. Wait six months and then submit to your favorite grading company once. Well,
0: yeah, and
3: you
1: then you'll get, it, an you'll get it like 12 or 18 months later.
3: Well, um, and, and look at it from failing to adapt and failing to improve. I mean, look at Blockbuster. They had a chance to buy out Netflix and they would be a billion, if not higher. Oh, yeah. Or, they, well, after or MySpace. I mean, they, they attempted a few... Uh, Format updates and they got overtaken by Facebook or, you know, Dig back in the day before Reddit came along. I mean,
0: ask, how, about, how about Ask Jeeves?
1: There you yeah. go. All right. And, and a lot of these are, are, well, I mean, even like Netflix, I mean, it still hasn't turned a profit and is billions of dollars in debt and and losing content left and right as these companies like Disney and NBC are going to their own streaming services. There's Which, a good
0: Oh no, we get started. It just, uh, no. it's just it's just internet cable now.
1: It, but you when you think about if a company like Netflix theoretically could succumb to, to debt within a five-year you, window. You're you're roboting pretty bad. What was that sentence, Jen? No, it's just
0: internet cable is what I said.
1: Yeah, so so if you have yeah. companies that can succumb to you know their own demise based off of any number of variables within their given industry. And don't have to deal with a fraud like this. Only imagine which of these companies might survive. And somebody else will come along under new guidelines and, and they'll be watched like a hawk. And like I said, wait a few months. See what happens before you submit your your favorite card for grading. There are plenty of protection, like Tim had said, back in the, the 60s. You know, They didn't have all of these wonderful encasements that we have now. You can protect a card right now just as good as having it in case. You just don't have a grade associated with it. And you don't really need one right now. So just wait. Yeah, no.
0: And so it's just, it's, yeah, I I can't believe how many people aren't aware. But I guess because we're in this a lot more than others, you know, we need to be the ones out there leading that charge. So
3: broadcasting it to everyone. Yeah.
0: We're trying. Um, Com C and eBay. So there's a guy. Um, there's an issue like a well, he quote lost card. So at the real DFG, uh, I just caught this tweet. It says my issue, my issue with the lost card I sold had to refund, and now is mysteriously listed on Comc and eBay. So Com C to eBay was right. uh, informed was informed by both corporate corporates that they'll only act if law enforcement inquires. Here's screw the screwing the little guy again, had so much fun with the hobby at the National and now totally discouraged. So what it looked like is he, he'd sent a card, it got listed as never showed up and now someone's selling it on CommC via eBay. And he also continued, I have the USPS tracking number, which still shows nothing. I had the emails between myself and the buyer. I have both PayPal transaction IDs. My auction does not come up on eBay anymore because it's from August of 18 ebay won't let me report uh report the new auction since i'm not law enforcement
3: so i i see a several lines that failed in the in the chain process one uh ups never popped anything for his uh tracking two the seller demanded his money back and kept the card obviously uh paypal refused to refund the money uh to handle it the uh, ebay people said that they wouldn't handle it and from the looks of it com he must have reached the right person because now they want to reach out to him find the item number on the website if it's available to see who has it where it came from etc and that's all things that they should be able to see because I've seen stuff like that Um, and they should be able to reach out and say hey uh, if you have this information and we have this information and to the same person you got a pretty good case you might want to go talk to either a lawyer or the uh, police or whoever
0: yeah and i'm not saying Eb or comes he did anything wrong here
3: no yeah, no i, I
0: mean he's how, how I he he's the wrong people i think he's just upset about what's going on sure. but it's a shame that you know we know this stuff happens unfortunately sure well, I mean,
3: you know, it, the, 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 there's no way that they would have known that this was stolen. But to initially respond that way, it's kind of poor. Yeah. Um, but it looks like at least out on their end, they're trying to uh, resolve it.
1: Well, it, it, and at the end of the day, how much was the card worth? I hate to devalue the situation, but you're not going to sure. go get a lawyer over a $50 card, over a $100 card. And, and, and the police have so many more important things to deal with that it's one of those things, yeah, he's getting a runaround and whether it's you know usps ebay paypal com they're each working within the confines of their regulations whether we agree with them or not and ultimately it's going to seem like this guy's getting passed around and everybody's trying to pass the buck to the next entity maybe there's a little bit of that going on but it just yeah it sucks especially when the proof's right there in front of you right Like hey, that's mine at the end of the day what are you going to do it's one of those things where you just kind of have to chalk it up at a loss and be upset, you know. He took to Twitter and vented. What else are you going to be able to do? You know, no, well, as sure. As bad as it sounds, and I'm not trying to just playing devil's advocate, I suppose. Right? You know, uh,
0: so just just some things we saw throughout. Um, you know, we're we're like an hour and fifteen into the show here tonight, guys. It's been great. Kind of recap what what the national looked like. One from what we like, Steph and I were able to experience together. Meet the first time in a decade of knowing each other almost, uh, which was, which was super cool. Uh, got to, to meet, um, I mean, I personally got to meet a lot of collectors, uh, that I've interacted with that's interacted with the show, uh, quick shout out to a few specific, uh, viewers, uh, that came up to us. Um, Victor came up and talked to Steph and I, people were hollering at us and saying, hi, it was dude, Ben, um, People missed you like that was a thing. So we really need to. We should just put you in my suitcase instead of the tops complete sets. Right.
1: You know know how much weight that would have been at the terminal. (laughs) It would have been cheaper just to buy a seat. Okay.
0: Um. But no, Victor. And then there was uh Tim, so of course he's awesome, right? And then there was Jim from uh from the Bay. Uh, I met uh Brett and uh. He was super cool. Met a guy named Brent. I mean, guys listening to the show came up uh, to me. I don't know if they came up to Steph. I mean, it was it was fun uh, to see. But what with we saw. The, uh, Barry Sanders collector guy. Oh, Chris. Chris, you' yes. already following Steph and I, and I stopped him because I saw he met Barry Sanders and got his autograph when we were chatting. And we, we were both already following each other. Super nice guy, teacher down in Arkansas. Um, only got to show up because a dealer he knew hooked him and his uh, family up with some passes so they could come up and afford to go there. Um, we're going to talk about some of the viewers in the chat that we got to run into uh as well, but those are a few guys. So the, one of the coolest things I saw there besides eight packs of 52 tops together for sale for 575,000. I mean, I almost bought it. We uh, split it. We, Steph and I were going to split it, but you know, we just decided to do other stuff with our money was Tim Carroll. He was making a 53 trout and if you've not seen Tim Carroll's artwork. What he does is he cuts up other baseball cards to create, a big giant version of another card. It was a fifty-two trout, basically it was the top's living trout. And oh, dude, what he does, he's sitting there and people are talking to him and he's sizzling away, cutting on cards and putting them together and in a sweetheart of a man. Um, you know, Steph interacted with him quite a while. Um, we're gonna hopefully be able to work out to have him put, come on the show at some time. Sorry. New new format. We're trying to work it out. So here's him working away. And the best thing was his business cards. He took 91 uh, clear. And then and then took the scissors that have the ups and downs and and cut kind of all the edges around and then had Pickle a clear sticker and put it over this the card. So it was a pretty cool uh pretty cool business card. So, yeah, that's him working away. Uh podcasters we 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 met uh, Doug and Dan from Mojo Break. Mm-hmm. Uh we ran into Rob and Ivan of our Go GTS, Val from NASCAR Radio. What a gentleman. Uh, we, Eric Norton from the Fab Packs, uh, Drew from Let Me Get That Podograph. We've had him on the show. We sat down and we did interviews. Uh, we interviewed the C CEO, Tim Getch, and uh, we got to see the app. So we're going to release these interviews this week once I get some time to put them together. But ComC has an app coming out. That is fantastic, and we got to see it. Uh, he couldn't show the, show anybody, but he showed us. It was pretty awesome. Brian mm. Flint from SCD Magazine. Uh, we sat down and uh, he interviewed us, and then or we interviewed him, and then he interviewed us. So hopefully that's coming out soon. Uh, we did a we did a Mojo session with Mojo Break, and as Brian Phelps here said, those Mojo Break interviews, yeah, those were really good. And then we did a panel of Fat Packs with Eric Norton, Mike Summer, and Pack Geek, talking about uh, creating. Content and what that's like. Uh, as, as steph showed earlier, we met Stu Stone, uh, the star of Jack of All Trades. Just happened to bump into him leaving the show. We leaving the show and, and, and bumped into him. Um. So who else? We uh, we ran into, into Dan Crean, cardboard. We got uh, some. I think I have her behind me.
3: What? You're missing a special signature on there.
0: Yeah, I know. I
3: mean, I gotta, I'd call her over to sign it for you, but it's not going
0: to help. Um. Cream Cardboard has some killer shirts.
3: Those Just killer.
0: So, uh, brought that back. Uh, I had a little thing I had everybody sign I ran into. We, we ran into Dub. I mean, dude, we ran into. Uh,
3: Which awesome. Rich didn't get bumped into Dub, so he's kind of disappointed by that. But Dub so was only there for like a day change.
0: I, uh, just real quick, I, I want to let you know, I I wet myself when I was at the National. You're Steph, welcome. Steph sends me a, a DM. Hey, come over here. And I'm like, where are you? Because this is like 900,000 square feet of just stuff. And he sends me a couple of pictures of up high so I could find where they were. So I find Steph, and Steph goes, hey, go down on the end and, and say hi. Like, there's somebody on the end you need to talk to.
3: Have so him sign I, your thing.
0: Yeah. So I trot down there. And there's a guy on the end. He's flipping through like a dime box. And I look and I go, excuse me, sir. And he turns around and it's Dr. Jim Beckett. And I'm like, oh, okay. awesome. And he goes, Hey, big Shep. Dude, lost my mind. Knees wobbled. I mean, this is Jim Beckett. I mean, he like, Ben, you know, like, he created this magazine we all lived for in the nineties. Like he, like he was, and he, he knew who we were. He knew the podcast. He'd watched the podcast. He enjoyed the podcast. We discussed it. I got his autograph, and then I said, "Hey, have a good rest of your your day." I don't want to take up more of your time because I was just like numb, and I couldn't. My brain wasn't working real well, and I walked like half mile back across the show and found a space and sat down for a minute.
1: I, uh,
3: I think he needed a cold shower.
0: Yeah. So, what,
1: so, since you met him and he he's watched the podcast, what date and time are we going to have him on?
0: Uh, I don't know. We didn't we didn't get that far because I was just dumbfounded.
1: Well, we can uh, talk to Uncle Rich.
3: Uh, we do know that his only critique is that we run a bit long. But he likes the show. So
0: there's that. He does his own podcast and we talked and he said, Hey, being on camera is just not for him and you know he likes what you know what we do here. Uh, I met Tim from uh Signatures for Soldiers. Very nice uh, guy. Was able to pick you know, well, what's his name's Tim. But I picked this up for fifteen bucks. They had another shirt. Steph picked up the other version. Love the shirt. I also picked up uh, I think he does. saved
3: me from a ticket in Illinois.
0: Yeah, we we were leaving, and
3: uh, I, I, my phone had said, "Hey, there's a speed trap up ahead." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Angela, do five under. Well, we come up to a work zone, so like, okay, so this is probably the speed trap, right? So we're driving along, we're going five under at this point, and the speed the speed drops again five miles. So I tell Angela, "Go five under under that." So she dropped 10, 10 miles an hour at this point. We're doing like. 35, 40. Um, and sure enough, blue and red lights flip up. Pull us over. Ask for Angela's license. And uh, he's like, well, how fast are you going? Addressed it. He's like, oh, hang on. I'll come back. A couple minutes later, well, you need to slow down. There's another uh, Works on a pad. You just go slow. And, you know, every other car that was pulled over, Kentucky, iowa out-of-state plates we're driving our car from texas and our car is the only one that had an s sticker on the back so i'm not saying that helped but it
0: didn't hurt yeah but from also from tim you know picked up this 86 tops autograph eric davis for someone Mm -hmm. which Which is is nice because it was the
1: first card i saw it looks like this which is which is funny that i saw that on your thing because you know I. My dad had bought that one for me off of eBay. I thought it was you. And I actually took to Twitter one day and I'm like, whoever sent me this is amazing because I had told this story where I hit up Eric Davis on Facebook and told him I'd love to send him an 86 tops to get signed. And he responded with a big thumbs up, but not a mailing address. So for not only my dad to find one, but now you found one, I think it's pretty cool because of how much that card means to me. Yeah. Which is the whole reason we're doing this podcast anyway—is our love and passion and for hobby.
0: Steph and I, Steph and I went hunting, and we brought you back some some treasures. So, man,
1: I feel like back. Nick. I feel like Nicholas Cage in National Treasure, and you're holding the, uh, you know, everything in your hands there. I mean, that's yeah. just amazing. That's. We had dinner with with
0: Nick uh, Nick Wasica, the the our photographer friend. Uh, that was super cool. He got uh,
3: uh, a really speaking of interesting business cards. His uh, media passes for for two two random games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, we, we 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 did the panel thing right. There was what Steph that girl was maybe like ten, twelve years old. Yeah. And she was into the hobby. And she's like, what's your YouTube channel? And she followed us. She was following number 300, by 300.
1: the way. Nice, 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 and nice. She
0: followed us right there. Her and her girlfriend were, were collecting. We were opening packs of Big League, and I pulled out an autograph. There was just a pack sitting between Mike and I, and we all opened three packs. And so I was all open the fourth. I'll open a fourth. Boom, and hit an autograph at Big League, which is, um, you know, That's like one best best every best two and a half best boxes almost. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I can't there's not words to, to put it in there's not a favorite thing that we said or did um for me personally just kind of being able to experience that and be there um yeah um, Atlantic City is next year and uh, all the tables have sold out uh i doubt i'll be there but dude i'm kidnapping you next time
3: you guys really both have to come
0: and and the uh, plow the beaver 2021 tour is in Hobby house and uh <laughs> No, I'm serious. Um, whatever we need to sell kidneys, blood, whatever, we're gonna get there together. Um, you, you know, it was that kind of thing. So, a couple of things that, uh, Steph, what are a couple of things you picked up that you're excited to find?
3: So, I knocked out my three goals, four goals, as it were. I screen sharing. Um, finished my 66 team set. I finished my 67 team set. And I finished my 75 mini team set. So I'm done with the Topps Twins base master set from 61 to this year. Nice. As well as 75 minis. So then I'm talking to a friend of ours <clears throat> who sets up here. Um, and he goes, so I have this card. It won't grade well. It's a nice one. If you give me half off of it, it's yours. I tell him, wow, I don't care how it grades. He goes, well, it's not in the greatest condition. You're kind of describing the card that I want. I have a graded decent one. So for less than three digits, I got a slightly creased here and there, a couple dings here and there, but one for my binder.
1: Nah, it's beautiful.
3: And... Uh, for what it is, for what a great hobby legend he is, as nice a person as he was, uh, I'll pay less than 100 for that.
1: Yeah, No, all day long. I mean, it, it's pretty sharp looking. It's got really nice color on it. The yellow pops. The red is solid. So, I mean, mm-hmm. what do you expect? For a 55 kilobrew, I mean, that's a solid, solid pickup. And uh, then, uh, yeah. As they were
3: discussing in chat, uh, one of the guys who was handing out and selling these... Uh, PSA and slab and uh, top loader cases is offering six, four soldiers a, Hey, since you're doing an auction, why don't you sell a couple of these?
0: Yeah, those so are really popular to out for since yeah. chat was talking about those. Yeah. Um, so some things I picked up one, I got, I got to buy a couple things. So I busted my first box of hockey ever series two. Um, I got two nine. of
3: mine, by the way,
0: what's up? I got two of those signed, by the way.
3: Nick what? hooked me up with two of the wild cards signed. Oh, nice. His
0: photos. Um, so I opened up a Series 2 box with Steph, and I pulled a Carter Hart Young Guns, a Philadelphia Flyer. I was told it was a good one. I uh, got four packs, redemption packs, with my purchase and pulled an autograph, number, hand-numbered out of 50. Pulled some Elias Pedersen cards, uh, which were cool. I busted a box with Dub. We did Gypsy Queen and uh, we're going through it. He, he kind of got skunked out. His box wasn't great, but I pulled a black and white Whip Merrifield auto out of 50,
1: 15 out of 50, which happens to be his jersey number. Of course. So that was okay. eBay 101 times two because it's the 15 out of 50, but it's also you did it with Dub. So, yeah. how how you can fit all of that into I the can't title? Finish. I'm just going to keep it. Eh, might my um, well. Kind of I like bought
0: 13 complete tops football sets, which weigh a lot. Getting the back here, I bought a Bradshaw rookie. So I, I had three cards I was really looking for uh, going out there. One was a Bradshaw rookie card. One was a Joe Panic tops living, and then um, one, uh, well, a couple of graded George Bretts. I didn't find those, but I found the Bradshaw and the, and the Joe Panic pretty quickly. I picked up two seventy-five Brett rookies. For a good deal i picked up a smite a 68 maze and my first ever standalone mickey mantle card a 68 mickey mantle uh bought those two cards together tons of wax uh, a bunch of wax packs singles club went to the singles club place and the, every card was a dollar and then they had packs for a dollar and one day they were two for a dollar uh picked up a lot of 91 upper deck or 91 tops um it was there was a lot of stuff I brought home. I mean, it took me a good half day to go through it. And then my favorite thing was, um, so I got a the Gary V set, but I bought a second one and I uh, I got an autograph it free. Talk so, to him, pretty nice guy.
3: I forgot one. Yeah. I, well, one you forgot to mention your cuddle buddy, but two. Uh, uh, so me and Tim hit the show the first day, the very first day right as early as possible and i walk down an aisle and i see a trash can you know like one of the ones you find like in a regular office we're talking like the foot and a half tall whatever black boxes right so i walk down this aisle and i just it just happened to catch my eye i look down and it says free take me and so i saw there were a couple of hand collated sets and i see there's a box on top and it's a lot of junk i'll I'll take some pictures of some of the other stuff but um I take the top box and I filter through it later, and there's like a 65 Willie Stargell, a 70 Willie McCovey, 73 Thurman Munson, 73 Willie Mays, two Pete Roses from the late 70s, early 80s. Amazing find for a box, right? And then shortly thereafter, um, Rich pulls me aside and says, hey, um, I need you to come talk to a guy. I've been trying to get you to talk to him for a while now. He has a ton of Venezuelans. Um, decently priced. I've told him to give you the best discount. These
0: are tops cards made in the 60s, only sold in Venezuela.
3: Well, and I think they skip number of them so like 62 or 64, 67, etc. Yeah. And it's not the full base set, but it's a good chunk of them. But if you look on these two, one still has the wrapper attached, and the other looks like it got yanked out of the photo album. And still has the paper from the photo album attached to it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Also,
0: too, I got I got this from from uh, Korean cardboard. What the 1980? Super? Uh, 1980 super. Yeah.
3: Nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think there's two of those: gray back and white back. This is a gray back. back. Um. Oh God, there was there was so so. I end up going to take a break because i have been r- huffing and puffing all over the stage, and so I go up to the. To the main stage and rob and ivan are doing their thing all day and those guys worked hard because they were up there the entire talk show yeah. talking and, and everything so I go up there to sit down and take a break i sit in the front row and all of a sudden gary v comes up and he's doing an interview like an hour so i'm like i'm in a perfect spot so I, I sent it out on my um periscope and i actually got to ask him a question if he was going to buy tops and he said he'd be down to buy any of the old card companies and that's what he would love to do Uh, But it was very interesting. He's a very polarizing figure. We've talked about him for what been like, stuff like a year or so. Mm. We brought him up early on. Um, Yeah, some very interesting thoughts on where it is. I mean, I've been following his his stuff, and you know he's in it. Um, Darren Ravel was there, and he he tweeted out the FBI was there. Uh, FBI officials with the sports card sports collectors convention in Chicago this weekend issuing subpoenas related to car doctoring scandal. Subpoenas mentioned PWCC and its founder Britt Huggins. And any information related to the his com- his or the company submissions to the graders. So he was actually there. I can't believe that uh, Huggins was actually there, and uh, on the floor, uh, hanging out. Um, there was another tweet. Despite the allegations of being connected to a card trimming, marketing, rigging, and invest- an F- FBI investigation, PwC sends out an email to customers today that. That the card market is perhaps, quote, perhaps the most energetic and swiftly appreciated market in history, unquote. Bold words, considering the circumstances. So, um, they're still just out there doing business and, you know, hey, nothing's wrong. I don't
3: I'm know people doing much any business.
1: Just, but real, real quick on that point, they've obviously got lawyers involved. And, yeah. you know, the FBI is involved to some degree. We don't know how much, but they might be, you know, their legal counsel might say, do, you know, just go about your business as is right now. Yeah. I mean, that might be in their best interest um, because if they were to do anything to alter that, you know, and again, as we mentioned earlier, and in previous shows, we don't know how deep this is and ultimately where everything falls. So if moving forward, it ends up just kind of being a slap on the wrist for him and, and why wouldn't you continue business until there's no more business to continue? That's I imagine that's what their legal counsel is is telling them.
0: The one takeaway I have from this whole thing and going there, eighties wax and junk wax tops, um, for baseball clear for basketball. Um, buy it when you see it and put it away. Um, you know some of the early like the mid-80s fleer like and up and donnerous stuff the 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 stuff we still like i would say up through about 87 put it away i'll buy it don't open it set it aside 87 tops boxes were going for 20 to 30 dollars um 84 tops was going for almost 500 for a sealed box this stuff is hearing talking to dealers is disappearing faster and they're not able to find it, and people want more and more and more of it.
3: As pigs would say, "Keep wax waxed."
0: Yes. So I found that to be the most interesting takeaway from this entire thing uh, was what? That it was over what, what overproduced just junk wax eighty seven tops was one of the most popular things at the show.
1: You know that could be attributed to the fact that people our age. That were growing up there are going back and getting back into the hobby and trying to. It'd be fun to open up a box of 87 tops. We've done it at a local show. My dad bought me a box for Christmas that we opened up with my son Bentley. That's kind of what it is. Man, you know, I've never opened up a box of 84 tops back in the day. I would love to do it now. And, and even though the cards themselves, that overall set may not be valued. It could have something to do with it, you know, who knows? And, and whether the the bubble ultimately bursts and you're out whatever money you invest in that, hey, if you can pick some of that stuff up for relatively cheap and it doesn't hurt your budget, why not? If you have the space, you know, just I, I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to to do it with the idea that it'll appreciate all that much. But if you see it, it's a good deal.
0: What I'm yes. saying is it's uh, you have the funds to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, can you, Steph? Can you pull up a picture of Mark Hoyle's tweet the other day that he sent out about yeah, what he I'm found sure. at the yeah. antique store? Uh, he had tagged a couple of people, myself included. Uh, he was at an antique store and, and found a ton of '87 tops, uh, unopened boxes. I don't know if they were sealed, but you could buy them by the box, or they had a, a bin of individual packs for a buck a piece. So, who knows if some of that stuff had been gone through? But you know, hey, if if you were there be kind of cool to pick up a box you know or pick up a pack i mean i'm sure if that was here locally tim and i probably would both grab a box and go sit sit somewhere and probably periscope it out one for you one for your dad and one for tim yeah i mean three three for fifty bucks isn't or is it three for fifty right? three three for thirty mean, that's a great deal and like tim said why not grab a box to open today and grab a box to stick on the shelf there's a lot of good stuff in that 87 tops yeah someone was still working on the set you see and, and, and bottom line is you're not if you're out 10 or 15 bucks big deal that that's that's not grocery money that's not mortgage money yeah you know you start Speaking to get a couple of hundred bucks maybe it is
0: yeah no, i i completed my 87 tops run i needed to sell uh, uh, an open cello box found it so that's- really all i need is a tops tiffany set from 87 to have every factory set every box every pack uh you know that was released in 87 for tops that's the only thing i need left so nice guys, as, as we wind down and in the show tonight um uh, you know we're about an hour and 40 which isn't bad for us we had a heavy show we got through it i appreciate everybody hanging out with us enjoying the new stream and everyone that we ran into this last week um it was awesome uh if i missed you i didn't say your name i apologize my mind's still mush um i was talking to brian flynn today we were deeming. Um, and he goes, coming back is, feels like coming back to real life feels like coming back from outer space. Yeah, it does a little bit. So, guys, any final thoughts as we wrap up the show, show 59 tonight?
3: John, nothing. We covered everything, I think.
1: Yeah. No, I'm surprised we got through all of that as quick as we did. Um, no, it's good to have, have the show back. It's good to have a lot of new listeners. And, you know, if there's anything out there in the hobby world that we've missed definitely let us know keep the questions coming and understand that a lot of times when we get a little uh spicy on the twitter a lot of it's just to create content
0: yep remember we're live every wednesday at 8 p.m pacific on youtube 10
1: central well, sorry
0: wait, i never told the story you've got to go back i never told the story why i told the story why it's a lot of the tops right yeah sorry we're live every wednesday at 8 p.m pacific on youtube 10 central Make sure to subscribe and review our show on all platforms. You can always follow us on Twitter About the Cards. You can always follow Ben at our trading cards. You can always follow Steph at Junk Wax Twins. You can follow me at Big ship 79 And like Ben said earlier, please share your hobby stories, great polls, and send any questions our way. Keep collecting. We'll see you guys
2: next, next
3: Wednesday.
2: Wednesday. See you guys then. Yeah.